Hey friends, thank you for joining me on another episode of the Love Lead XL podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Wilson. Will Smith once said, your mission, your purpose, and your destiny will be tied to one thing, your gift. And so I ask you friends, how do you realize what your gift truly is? My thought is opening up your life to perspective. And my next guest brings that. We were having a conversation and it completely stopped me in my tracks. He said, Kristen, nothing in life is coincidence. It's all about divine appointments. JW has been passionate about music since he was four years old and his dad gave him a cassette tape and multiple boom boxes that he kept blowing the speakers out of, go figure. Growing up in a house filled with music, it is no coincidence that JW is a second generation entertainer and the proud son of one of Orlando's own, Bob Yeager. He served in the US Army for three years and was a member of the USO touring band, USA Express, deploying to Iraq and Afghanistan to perform for thousands of US troops with Toby Keith and Chris Young. He then served in the 82nd Airborne Division All-American Band. From drumming to DJing and performing nationwide, let's dig in to Divine Appointments with J.W. Yeager. J.W., welcome to the Lovely at XL podcast. Listen, I have wanted to be on this since you told me about this idea like back six months ago. I was like, listen, like, when, when am I going to get my shot, bro? When am I going to get a shot? And here we are, man. Here we are. Here we are. You know what? You and I have known each other, I think, for like 10 years. Yeah. I yeah. mean, at, have we? At least. I got, I've known baby Kristen when Kristen was in sequin vests and like the diamond like stud at the top. Like, that's how long I've known. I've known Kristen. Oh, man. I didn't even know how to do my hair at that point in time. I mean, but it's, it's all good. Like it's, it's, it was the style, right? Every, every decade has its own style. And like, you definitely had your own. Oh man. I'm glad we evolved from the sequin vest to the sequin shoes. And now I just have black spikes on my shoes. Like, let's go. I mean, all of it, right? All of it. So everyone knows one of my, how much one of my first mentors means to me, the late Mark Burgess. And I love how intertwined he is in our story and how we've kind of been paralleled, um, in this like universe for like 10 years and didn't even know it. So I want you to kind of touch on that a little bit and maybe tell our listeners a little bit about how you got into the industry and a little bit about those kind of relationships. You know, that's such a great question. And talking about Mark, I get a little teary-eyed thinking about it because he's such a great guy and he's such an amazing mentor to people. And I'm no, like, Mark had this thing, I'll tell this very quick story and then I'll get right into your question. Mark had this summer uh, camp that he would, every Thursday night, Camp Boggy Creek, like he would provide all of this entertainment all summer long for these campers that would come down. And every week they had terminal illnesses. And so like maybe one week was, you know, children that maybe were suffering with hearing loss or maybe something. And so for some reason, the one week that I would always volunteer in the summer was hearing loss. Well, what do the kids want? Like if you're deaf, they want more bass. So we're carting in carts and carts of subs to come in and these kids would absolutely lose their mind with the DJ there. And so I just, that just kind of talks to Mark's heart. And he's all, he was always there to help somebody and always there to just kind of bring people up. Like no matter what the circumstance was, 
no matter where we were, Mark was always there to do that. So that's a really short story with Mark, which kind of lends into kind of how I got started doing this. Like, this is all by like coincidence, Kristen. Like, I am not supposed to be here right now. <laughs> like, I, I mean, think about it. Think about what we do for a living. Think about how you got started. Think about how your listeners got started into their career path, whatever it may be. I started as a four-year-old curious child. My father gave me a cassette tape. I mean, I'm dating myself a little bit, but I got a cassette tape with three songs on the cassette tape. The first one was the tractor's Baby Likes to Rock It. The second was Neil McCoy for a change. And the third was some random Mozart. I think he probably wanted to calm me down from all this country music I was listening to. And I wore that tape out. And both sides, the A side and the B side were the same thing. So like I would flip it. I could tell you every word before a change right now. Every word. But that's besides the point. That's besides the point. I kept blowing out boombox after boombox after boombox. And my dad was like, JW, like, turn your music down. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're killing us, man. Turn your music down. And so then he's like, you know what? Come on out. My dad... Um, I love him to death. He is, in my opinion, the epitome of what a man's man should be. And he's the epitome of the example of what a father should be, a husband should be, and a human being should be. So I say that humble plug for him uh, because I'm not the person I am if it's not for him. So he would bring me out to his events and he would say, JW, I want you to learn this. I want you to learn that. So I was a kid with ADHD, like, I'm, all, I'm still a kid with ADHD. Like I'm all over the place. My brain's going hundred miles an hour. And so Kristen, I became the number one taper in central Florida entertainment. Like I could take cables, like nobody's business. And then, oh, I was like taper. What is a taper? Like, are you the guy that like goes and gets the cassette tapes? Like, what is a taper? I could do that too. Like, Wait, are you a, saying your first job was my, my first job was taper. Like if on your resume, it says taper, like T-A-P-E-R. First, first bullet point, hundred percent. It's all there. I really feel like taping is super important. Listen, expert status right here. Like, I mean, <laughs> I know how to tape a cable. Like, I'm good. Tape your cords, people. That's right. Hashtag. 2022, we're coming for you. Let's go. Yeah. So, like, I learned that. And then I learned how to, you know, really kind of lay out DJ gear. and Because that's what, I mean, my father owned a DJ company. And so, he was- And wait, hold on. And then that's how he met Mark, right? Correct. So, okay. my father- ran a company here in town that when Mark moved to Orlando from New York, Mark worked for. And so then it was, it was for a short period of time. And then Mark eventually took over that business. And what's so interesting about what we're talking about today. And I want to stop and kind of, kind of say this, nothing is by coincidence. Everything in your life, everything that happens in your life is for a purpose. And if you hear nothing else than what we talk about for the next half an hour to an hour, I hope everybody will, will hear what I just said. Everything that you do, everything that you say, every action that you make is with purpose and it's not by coincidence. The reason we're sitting here having this conversation is not by, you know, oh, I just happen to know JW because he's in Orlando and, and we're really good friends and we did it. No, we had something that I'm sure we'll talk about that happened throughout our lives that brought us to this point. So that's my, my first kind of bold statement today, if you will, on the Love Lead Excel podcast. So. Okay. So I love that. And we're going to get deep here in a minute, but I want to get, I want to stop and be funsies. Sure. Okay. Are you ready for this question? I'm about to throw across the screen at you. Let's go. I'm ready. 
What is the most heart racing, resume building, adrenaline pumping event you have ever done? So do you want me to talk about like what I've DJed or what I've played drums for? I'm not sure. Can I have both? Yes. Yes. All right. 120,000 people at the Charlotte Motor Speedway with Toby Keith. We opened for, I was playing with Toby Keith at the time, which I'm sure we'll talk about in just a little bit, in the U.S. Army. I was in the Army for three years, and I played drums, and that's how kind of my trajectory happened and why I'm here and why I've got some really cool things to say. We had 120,000 people. Toby did the national anthem, and then a lot of people don't know this because it's television. They pre-record a lot of that kind of stuff, and then they go in, and then they show that on TV, and you think it's happening in real time. It ain't happening in real time, folks. We want to make sure that everything is, you know, looks good for TV. Well, Toby had 20 minutes to fill. So we got up, and he looked at the band. He said, what do you guys want to play? And 19-year-old JW is in the back, and I scream, I love this bar. I want to play I love this bar in front of all these people. He looks at me. He goes, okay. Click it off. One, two, three, jack, jack, boom, boom. And then we're in. And you hear 120,000. The whole stadium was to capacity. The whole racetrack. And they're screaming, I love this bar. So that was probably heart racing because I we were on in-ear monitors. So I took the monitor out and I went, can I say shit on the podcast? I went, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I was like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I, I was like, holy shit, man. Here we are, dude, this is this is happening. Those are my drums through the PA. Like, I looked at my drum tech and I went, I'm 19. You know, like, so you don't know. You don't know that this takes years and years to get to. So that was probably that. Uh, so if I was talking about DJing, um, I do a lot of stuff for the Walt Disney World. And so Disney was, had this idea about putting together a EDM style festival. And so they're bringing in and they're like, what can we do? What can be different, you know, to bring? So we're gonna bring Axum out from Swedish House Mafia. And I'm like, don't you worry child, like that's my jam, that's my closer. Like, <laughs> that's my, that's what I close with. Like, I can't play that tonight, but like, that's what I'm closing with. And so five days before the job, they said, I think we need to have an opener. And 75 DJs on the roster with Walt Disney World here in Orlando, 75 DJs. And, and the show director was like, uh, I need JW. I need him to come out and open. And I need him to kind of pump an audience up to get them ready. And so you see this sea of people in front of Cinderella's castle. And it was, uh, it was unbelievable. And so here we are. I got to bring Axum out and uh, let the crowd roar. And I got done just sweat pouring down my, my you know, face, shirt completely drenched because you've just given everything you got. And you're like, whoa, dude, this just happened. Like, this is crazy. So, I mean, those are probably some of the things that I could tell you every emotion. And I can tell you every, like, thought that was going through my brain at all those different moments. Even now, I mean, with Toby, that was almost 12 years ago. So That's wild. That's wild. But like, even before that, it was like, okay, so you had touched on that you were in the army for three years. So let's kind of rewind. 
Um, you know, you started in the music industry and shadowing your dad and you were the taper of all times um, ever since you were little, right? And you're playing drums and, you know, at 12, you start DJing and like whatever. And then, and then I'm going into the army. Where'd that decision come from? This is going to sound like really, like really weird. Kristen, I was never really good at anything. Like it was a struggle for me to kind of get through school. Um, I wasn't a very studious person. I wasn't somebody that really kind of took academics to heart. If you're listening to this and you're younger, like don't, don't be my example, you know, do all the things, learn all the things you need. But like that just, I'm an artsy person. Like I've got a brain that just, like I said, goes a mile a minute. And I come up with ideas that sometimes I can't write down fast enough. And so I was working for Disney at the time playing drums for a summer job. I got a scholarship to go and play music, but I didn't have a a GPA high enough to get into school. And so I said, okay, well, I got to go get a summer job. So I auditioned for Disney and Disney brought me in and I was kind of working through the summer playing drums in a a local band. And a recruiter came in and I kind of knew that I wanted to do something with music. And then my father had kind of said, you know what? I, I think the military may be a good route for you. And I said, okay. So I kind of dabbled in it. I said, man, I can make a living. They're going to pay for me to go in and, and, and live and eat. And like, at least my parents knew what my address was <laughs> and like where I would be, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I guess that's all you could ask for for an 18 year old kid. And so that's how that happened. A recruiter came in and they said, you know what? We've got this opportunity with this band called the USA Express. And it's going to be a touring band that's going to back up artists that are gonna come in and do USO tours. And I'm like, that sounds really cool. And so I went through basic training, like did all the army things, like learned what you gotta learn to be in the military. Oh yeah, like it was, there were, I think I finally threw away my letters that I wrote to my mom saying, I hate you for making me come here. Like I was like, I gotta get rid of this. Like get this energy out of here because it's the best decision that I ever made. So basically, when you were in the military, what, what did your day-to-day and weeks-to-weeks look like? That's a really good question. It, it, for what I did, it changed constantly. Like, Kristen, it was constantly different. The constant, that the, the same thing that happened for me is at 6.30 in the morning, I was running at least three to five miles a day. And we were constantly going in and saying, you know what? I really think that if I can learn to stick with this and play music, and I can play for these artists, like, I'm all in. Like here's here, that was, you know, we say this in the entertainment business and I'm sure you say this all the time, you know, that was cutting my teeth. Like I really learned to cut my teeth in the army. So I'm forever grateful for that. I'm forever grateful for my friends that I made in there because they're still friends today. We still play music together today and we still make music for incredible people. Um, But kind of like a day-to-day thing, like we wake up, run, do your thing, get your vitamins in, eat a little bit, rehearse, Go travel, play a show, come back, do it all again. Like you're constantly on the road. And I, um, I had the opportunity to deploy with the 82nd Airborne Division out of Fort Bragg, uh, which is in North Carolina, which is in kind of the Southern part of North Carolina, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I was attached to the 82nd, Amer- uh, 82nd Airborne All-American Band. And that was really different because now, once I kind of left that glamorous life, and let me also say this, you tour and you have a great time and you play these big stadiums and you play these big festivals and you do all these things. And then when you get down into it, 
and you really have to, you have to be a soldier and you have to make split second decisions that the person to your left and to your right, they have, you have to be accountable for them. Like that makes you grow up really, really quick. And you have to learn that the decisions that I make and the positions I put myself in, the people to the left and the right, they have to know that I'm going to lead them and I'm going to make sure that everything's going to be okay. Cause I'm the one making the decision and you're not there for any coincidence. You're not there for any other reason other than to say, you know what? I've got your back. You can lean on me. I've got it. And so that kind of hardened me up a little bit to, to say, Hey man, I'm going to be the leader that my parents want me to be. I'm going to be the leader. My friends want me to be, and I'm going to be the person that can take the torch and I can run with it. Just follow, just follow good, bad, or different. Just follow. Being in a situation like that, where, you know, you've got somebody on your left and your right, and you've got to be the one that leads. How do you get yourself in the mindset to be like, I got, I got that. Like, I have to have this. I mean, sometimes you're just, I mean, it's a dumpster fire and you're just like, (laughs) you know, I don't know what's going on, but this is what I think we need to do. Let's run and let's figure it out later. And sometimes those decisions are great. Sometimes they're not so great, but you know what? At the end of the day, we're all going to get back safe. We're all going to know that, hey, if we just stay together and we do this together, we're going to come out on top. One way or the other, it may take us three weeks. It may take us three hours, but we're coming out on top. And you just have to be bold. You really have to be bold. And being bold is tough. Being somebody that can come in and just go, you know what? This is what we're going to do. And I don't have a plan, but this is what we're going to do. Have a plan, but be bold, be bold. Can you think of a time in one of those situations where you, you made a decision because you had to, and I, and, and, and I'm going to ask you this question because sometimes I have been told by many of my mentors that like done is better than perfect. So, you know, you do have to make a decision to move forward, even if it's, I'm not going to make this decision today. I'm going to make it in 30 days from now. Right. But like, you're still saying to yourself, I've got to make this decision. So can you think of a time where you were maybe in that situation and you had to make a decision and then you look back and you're like, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I look back at those decisions and I look back at it and I, I don't necessarily think age is the reason why those decisions were made. I don't, I don't necessarily think experience was just made out of sometimes we make decisions out of adrenaline. You know, we get so pumped up and we get so amped up about, you know, the possibility of insert what if. Yes. All the what ifs. All of them. And and what ifs are scary, Kristen. They're scary because what if this happens and then this goes here and this going to, but it just reverts back to the whole thing. I'm going to be bold. I know what I was taught. I know what I was told to do. I know what my heart needs to do. So this is where we're going. Well, and as well, if I can add one thing, what my aunt Lisa always says to me is you can't worry about the what ifs, because if you worry about the what ifs, it's almost like you're cashing checks with no money in the bank account. Like it's, it's an absolute waste of energy. And I think, you you know, you talk about making decisions out of adrenaline. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put myself on the line here. I feel like I did that a lot in probably 2018 and 2019, uh, which, which led me to the point of I was having dinner one night with one of my good friends, Rebecca Rose, 
and having one of those deep conversations, you know, you get, I mean, hello, lovely at Excel, deep conversations. That's what this podcast is all about. And she simply said, and it was out of nowhere. It wasn't anything like, you know, negative or whatever, or out of concern. It was, it was a simple question. She said to me, what would you do if you couldn't work on RDJ Rocks? And I couldn't answer that question. I was like, oh, I don't know. I probably do this and I do that and I do this and I do that. And like my mind runs a mile a minute too. So I'm just like, well, if I wouldn't do that, I do this. And I, But that question sunk in with me. And when I got back to my desk the next morning, I took my little hot pink sticky note and I just wrote on it. What would, what would Kristen do if she couldn't work on RDJ Rocks? And I wrote that down at the end of 2019. And then, of course, we all know what happened quarter one of 2020. And guess what? Our DJ Rocks didn't exist for, I mean, a little bit. And so. um, But could I ask you a question about like writing that question down? What would you have? How long did it take you to answer that question? Oh, the whole entire year of. I looked at that sticky note every single day for over a year. And if you even want to fast forward all through 2020 and even into first quarter 2021, I was still questioning, like, what would I do? What am I passionate about? What, what do I, what do I, what mark do I want to leave on the world? What legacy am I going to leave? And, you know, then I don't want to keep bringing it up, but we get to the time where I'm sitting in the hospital with my dad and I'm asking the same question. And he's proving to me that life is so short because he's so young. And then I spent a thousand hours on my bike asking the question, like, what would I do? You know? So, um, I mean, I definitely think it takes time. So here's what I want to ask you. Like what question is on your sticky note? The question that's, so I, you know, me very, very well. And you know that I have a ton of sticky notes all over my computer. And I, I laughed about this, you know, this is behind the scenes, right? So I pulled a couple of them before we started because I, lo- I want to share this at some point, but I wanted to make sure I got it right and <laughs> gave people like correct quotes, right? So that's just me. Um, the question that's at, that's on legit as I'm typing, like doing all the typing and like backspacing because I have this, that, and the other, right? The question stares right at the back. You're not playing the drums when you're writing sticky notes. It's good, right? Like we're all, we're all on it, right? He's the guy. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. He's, <laughs> he's playing an orchestra, people. Listen, here, I'm, I'm here cueing this and doing that and doing that. The question that's staring at me right now, and this is legit a question of a friend of mine, Chris Scarberry, who we were in the military together. He asked me three years ago when he came to visit me, and it's still sitting on my desk. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be successful? Right? Wait, why can't I have both? You can. Depending on how you define success. Do you want to be happy or do you want to be successful? Why? Are we answering that question or are we just letting that sit and simmer? I haven't answered it yet. It was three years ago. Three years ago. Because to me, like my, my initial answer is if you are happy, you'll be successful. You have to love what you do first before you can ever be successful. You have to put, there's a, there's a whole, you've heard of the thousand hour rule, right? No. It takes 10,000 hours to, they say it takes 10,000 hours to master a craft. I don't know that I've put 10,000 hours into playing drums or playing, you know, be, be, you know, DJing or putting the time in that it takes to be a DJ, but I think I'm pretty close. And just because I've mastered something doesn't mean I'm successful at it. 
Well, and also just because you've done something for 10,000 hours doesn't mean you've done it correctly for 10,000 hours. A hundred percent. I mean, someone could, you know, give a, a, a pioneer mixer to a mathematician and they could be pushing buttons for 10,000 hours, but they still may not master it. And that's what you have to do. You, you have to put that. To, I think that the whole mindset behind this is it takes up to 10,000 hours to really master a craft. Just think about 10,000 hours, Kristen. That's a long time. I'm just like 10,000 hours. Right? Let's go. <laughs> you know? We love that's my it. musical reference of the episode. I love it. I love it. I mean, it, it takes that. So do you want to be successful or do you want to be happy? I'm, I'm going to be my little inquisitive self and be like, it depends on how you define success. I think if, that if, beca- Because if you define success as, you know, I'm going to own a yacht and I need to make five milli net a year, well, you may not be happy and you might have a ruined marriage and you might not be talking to your kids and like, so life is all about balance and integration. So- He's asked me that. He asked me that question three years ago, and I, I still have yet to answer it. And that's okay, right? It's okay. It's okay to let sit and simmer because you know the perfect chicken isn't made in twenty minutes. That thing takes about forty minutes to get cooked right, and to let it sit, and to let it eventually all dive in. So that way, when you cut into it, you're like, "Yeah, now I'm talking." I don't really know how to cook a chicken at all, so I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> That's okay, right? That's okay. We all, we all know that like cooking is not my forte, but I'm trying and I'm learning and I'm not. growing. So good. You're doing so good. <laughs> I have to tell you this though, because um, we shared a conversation a few weeks ago and we talked about, you know, if you could interview one person and the podcast would be over, who would it be? You know what you said? Remind you me. Tell, you tell the listeners? Remind me. Them, right? You going to tell them? Let's go. What'd I say? You said Will Smith. And I was like, so would I. Because one of the sticky notes that I pulled is a quote that I heard Will Smith say. It says, your mission, your purpose, and your destiny will all be tied to one thing, your gift. Whoa, wait, what'd you say? Can you say that again? I'll say it slow. Your mission, your purpose, and your destiny will all be tied to one thing, your gift. And that was Will Smith. I take that and, and going back to like four years old, a child learning, learning the mechanics and learning the, you know, the stuff about DJing. And I take that and I look and I go, you know what? This is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about playing my drums. I've, I've, I've taken all the lessons. I've, I've read all the books. I've done some really cool things in the recording studio. I wasn't passionate about mathematics. I wasn't passionate about learning all 50 states, you know, learning their, you know, learning all the different things about the 50 states. I, that's not me, Kristen. You know that about me. It's, it's, that's just not my thing. You know what I want to learn about all the 50 states? What are the cool Instagrammable spots so when I go visit, I can get my Instagram shot. 
You are, and you, of anybody that I know, will find them and have a detailed list of where you need to go to get them all taken. Listen, care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna search the hashtags. I'm going on Pinterest. What influencers have already been there? What bougie little restaurants are there? Like, what do I need to see and experience? And I, you know, it's funny because. I, I don't do that in vain. I do it because I want to experience things that are different because I truly believe that when you put yourself in situations that you're, I don't want to necessarily say uncomfortable in, but like step outside your box, like, you know, do something you've never done before, learn something new. And I think that every single time I have ever put myself in a situation, it, it teaches me perspective. All of those things basically lead to perspective. Traveling is perspective. Like, you know, you can't grow if you don't learn something that's not in the situation that you're in. Does that make sense? hundred percent. And then you take what you've learned and you bring it back to your life. Yes. Yes. You bring it back to your life so that you can share that perspective that you learned from somewhere else. Yes. I think of, out of all the traveling I've done, Kristen, and, and all the different people I've played for and, and gotten the chance to take their music to the ends of our country, you learn different things and you learn different cultures. Like, uh, I wish they would open up an In-N-Out burger right here in, in Florida because like, I can only get it when I go to the West Coast. Very small, minute details, but like people think about that. They think about when they go to California, In-N-Out is on their place to check off that they said that they've gone and to get their Instagram picture, you know? And I, I... I also think that it's not necessarily just about traveling. I think it's about, you know, being being open to the experiences. So, you know, for example, open to conversations, you know, the networking events that I go to and, you know, the dinners that I get to share when I'm at conferences, just asking simple questions to people and, and truly getting to know them where they can open up on a level where you're, you're literally learning, but you can learn through other people's experiences and through other people's journeys and stories and things like that. I mean, that's how we, that's how we got to the conversation of what we're about to dive into today, right? Nothing's by coincidence. So we were, we were on a call and I don't remember what we were talking about, but you literally like, Kristen, this is a divine appointment. And I'm like, Ooh, that sounds like a catchphrase. What does that mean? <laughs> that is so good. It's probably a hundred percent how that came about. <laughs> so now I'm Googling like define a define appointment. Like I would say WTF, but I don't think it's appropriate to use the F in this equation, but like J-Dub explain to the listeners what a divine appointment is. A divine appointment is just something that happens for no other reason other than you were meant to be where you were. You were meant to be here. You, you did not get put in this situation for any other reason other than God put you in that position for that reason at that time for that moment. One of the things that I found when I Googled this was um, it says a divine appointment is a moment in time in which you come across a person or a group that is significant in your life's purpose. You, you, you cannot be put there by coincidence. A lot of people think that, oh, well, it's just coincidence that her and I or him and I had this conversation or it just so happened that we were in the same you know, city as each other on vacation. Friends, let, let me be the first one to tell you that is not coincidence. That is a divine appointment. And you're put there to share those moments at that point in time 
for a reason. And you have to think about that. Yeah. They always say that like people come into your life for a reason, a season, or there's a third thing that I can't remember. A reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yeah. Right? Um, for me, I hope that the people that I share my time with are always lifers because I like I'm ride or die. But, you know, I do feel I do feel strongly about these divine appointments because I feel like every single person that I've had a conversation with is for a reason, whether it's to help lift them or elevate them or, you know, you take it a step further and they're helping me or they end up on my board of directors or, you know, somehow we're doing business together or we're doing life together. Or it's like, I just love your vibes. And like, let's go to Sunday brunch. <laughs> Listen, I, I I could not agree more. Like there's a song from one of my favorite musicals, Wicked, and it's called For Good. A lot of people use it, you know, sometimes integrated into a wedding or they use it for maybe a graduation or something. And you know, one of the, the, the biggest lines in that song is I've been changed for good. The people that come into your life are for a reason. And if you'll sit back and like let them soak in and let them pour into you and you also pour into their life, you can go and you can do life together. And I feel like we all have a ton of friends, right? We know a lot of people. We all are looking at our Instagram account like, God, I hope it goes up. You know, like, I hope people know who I am. I love, and I tell you this often, I love being the person that nobody knows. And I love being the person that can just sit back and give perspective when asked. And then when we talk, you look at me and you ask the question, why do you feel that way? Because I've, I've sat back and I've watched and, and I'm an observant person. That's a trait I get from the military. We're, we're taught to sit back, watch, and observe. And you don't have to know that I've recorded nine number one singles. You don't have to know that I've played with some of the biggest country music stars on the planet. But what I do want you to know is that I'm invested into your life. As a friend and somebody that I'm here to do life with, I'm invested in you for no other reason than you're my friend. You're somebody that I, I want to invest my time in because we all like, you are the queen of time blocking. Like Kristen is all over this time block. And when she's in this zone, like friends, she is in it to win it. But when that time block for the day has ended, she invests in other people's lives. And that's an example to me to say, you know what, JW? The people that you surround you with are for no other reason other than a divine appointment. I'm at the stage in my life, Kristen, and I'm sure probably a lot of your listeners are too, to where, you know, my 20s were like, oh my gosh, hold on, strap in. Like, it was crazy, right? So I'm getting ready. I, I turned 30 last year. I've got a birthday coming up. And my 30s are all about the relationships that I build with people. That way they can take me to when I'm 70 and 80 years old and we're celebrating our 80th birthday together. You know, these are, these are the years of really diving in and taking the people that you're passionate about and, and really just diving into their lives. And I, and I keep saying this in this episode, but it's so, so true. We all have a lot of friends. We all know a lot of people. And yeah, you may be somewhere that they are and, and that, yeah, that could happen. But being able to dive in and, and have true life-changing conversations and life-changing experiences there for no other reason than being on that person and being with that person at that moment for a divine appointment. I mean, I agree. I say all the time, and I think I got it from Rachel Sheeran. Um, I want to love what I do, 
love who I do it for and who I do it with. And I think that's what makes me so passionate about my, my team with RDJ rocks right now. Like, um, I, 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 I pour everything I can when I'm not in a time block into my team. (laughs) It's so true. But it, but it, you can see that you, you, you pour that sweat off of your body. Like you pour that love. I mean, it pours off of you. It really does. And that's an example to a lot of people. So I'll give you, I'll give you the moment to pat yourself on the back, Kristen, because that's a trait. Listen, that's a trait of yours that not a lot of people have. But wait, I have a question regarding divine appointments. Can they be on the calendar? I mean, <laughs> in Kristen's world, in the time block world, she's in, listen, as long I feel like a divine appointment doesn't need uh, you know, a timestamp, it doesn't need, because you know what? You never know when they're going to happen. True. And I think 100%, like those are going to happen. Right. But like, what if like you schedule something could like you make a divine appointment? Happen? I mean, listen, I'm game. Let's go. Or, okay. For example, yes. like I calendar going to a specific conference for no other reason other than to learn and to network or whatever. But then like things happen. And so like, do you open up your world to perspective and opportunities? And again, putting yourself in places that you've never been before so that these things can happen. I think the only way that for us to grow as individuals and as, and as creatives is by doing that. Because you're going to get there. And yes, you may have planned to be there, but that other person didn't plan to meet you. That other experience didn't happen unless you guys made it happen. I have a question for you. Have you ever been to a conference or to something to where you had one thought of how you were going to be at that conference or maybe maybe a little bit of a schedule and then you've thrown the schedule off the, you know, out of the place. I mean, this is kind of not Christian style, but you threw the schedule out and you said, you know what, whatever's going to happen in this next four or five hours is going to happen and it's changed your life. Oh my gosh. You know, you know, I'm going to have a structured answer to this. And that's okay too. Okay. Yes. And no, and kind of, and not really. And to answer this question, I always have a schedule, but what's funny is when I make my schedule, sometimes I literally put what I call white space, which means whatever happens and that happens. There is, there have also been times where I just don't have the energy and I don't even make a schedule. Cause like, it is what it is. And then I go into it. Whatever happens, happens. Um, I think it depends on the phase and the season of my life. Like the last, the last kind of symposium that I went to, I went in without a schedule other than I know I have to speak on this day, lunches at this day, dinners at this time. But then it's like, I'm not even going to bother planning what the afternoon activities are because I want to see what conversations come up organically. And then like, literally like be adventurous and be like, what am I feeling in this moment? Like, do we need to go like shopping? Do I need to go out to dinner? Am I feeling like, why do I want to, do I want to climb a mountain? Like, let me, let me throw this out there. There is always time for shopping. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, no, I, I know you don't want to hear this, but I hate shopping. I just want to buy everything online and you know, the delivery guys just drop it off at my doorstep so I could keep working. I mean, that is such a Kristen Wilson answer. 
like shadow, poor shadow. I'm going to shout him out because literally he texts me every day with packages that have been delivered to the warehouse. And he's like, you need therapy for the amount of things you buy. And I'm like, listen, like it's the holiday season. I'm buying gifts. I need cute outfits. I need cute earrings. I also am still running a business. So like, I don't have time to go to office Depot. Like if you guys need something, add it to the Amazon cart and like, it'll be here in a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, you probably have stock in boxes at your warehouse. I'm sure of it. Like shopping is not in my time blocks, people. But like, let me ask you, but like, so you would go in with a white space. Yes. We had a conversation. Just think about it. With it within that white space that you've gone, I I can never be changed because of this white space. I have I have learned so much from this conversation because you didn't plan it. It was not by coincidence that you had that conversation. You know what is it? You know what it is, Kristen? What? Tell me. What I don't know. About? I have no idea what you're talking about. It was a divine appointment. You went in without any preconceived notion of, I'm going to go in and I'm going to talk to this person. And you may have thought that, but then you may have had a conversation with somebody else that you went, I need them on my podcast. I need to to dive into this person's lives. Oh, 100%. Jimmy, times I've literally been sitting at dinner and someone has like literally made me cry. And I hate emotions. I hate them. I don't want to feel them. I want to put them in a box and not talk about them. It's wild. It's That's not coincidence. So here's what JW is telling you, people. What he's telling you is if you are completely slammed, make room and make space in your time so that you can be open to perspective and hopefully these divine appointments will come to you. So it puts you on your path so that you can be living your purpose. And what did Will Smith say? Leave us with what we leave us with that quote real quick before we go into Will the last Smith segment. Says, your mission, your purpose, and your destiny all be tied to one thing, your gift. Yes. What's your gift listeners? What's your gift? It's time to figure that out. And hopefully through divine appointments, it will lead you in the right direction. It will. I, I believe that wholeheartedly, Kristen. I believe it wholeheartedly. Okay, so finally, this is my favorite part of every episode. Are you ready for it? Because truly and literally, if if the people listening will take away one thing is that you are such a hustler. I don't know how you keep the energy levels that you do DJing and performing six to seven days a week. Sometimes what it seems like you're DJing like 10 gigs a week or playing drums or flying here to like be on this album. Then like, I'm just a... you need some white space in your life, but you still show up every single day. Like it's your first audition after all of these years. So with all of that energy and with all of that light, I want you to leave our listeners with how you do what you do and how you continue to infuse love lead XL into everything you do moving forward. You know, I'm an avid listener of the podcast and I love everybody's answers. I think it shows their, it shows their character, it shows their heart into every answer they, they give. Love Lead Excel, number one, it pours from your Boston. And I love that you share that mission for everybody that you meet. But Love Excel to me is a lifestyle. Love Lead Excel is how you want to leave your lead your life, how you want others to know how you operate. You want to love, you want to lead as best as you can, and you want to excel 
at the, at the highest level. So to me, it's a lifestyle. You have to embody that mission. It's not a tag, it's not a motto, it's a lifestyle. And I love my friends with all of my heart. I love, love, love my friends. I want them to know that. I want them to see it. I want to lead at the highest possible way I possibly can. Uh, I, I'm gonna give a small little shout out in case of my tech, Jack. He knows always that what happens, JW's got my best interest at heart and he knows that when we get in somewhere, I've got the reins, I'll take it. And whatever we do, whatever happens, we're in it. I'm gonna lead. And you're gonna put those 10,000 hours in. You're gonna get in, you're gonna excel because you're gonna get to the positions that you need to be put in. So that way you can give your end result in client and whatever you're doing, however you're doing it, the best possible product they can because you're selling at the highest level. So it's a lifestyle to me. It's a lifestyle. And I love that you're sharing with everybody. I I'm a hundred percent all in. And, you know, from what you said earlier, uh, you know, sometimes you have people on your left and on your right and through divine appointments and loving what you do, leading by example, excelling through it all. I, I'm just going to say here and now, if we all continue to elevate each other, the world would be a much better place. JW, thank you so much for being on the show. Keep slaying, keep doing what you do. And at the end of the day, uh, if our listeners want to connect with you, why don't you give them a little plug on how they can connect? Hey, man, you can just check me out on Instagram at j.wyager. My parents wanted a kid with only, and I was a lucky one. So that's where we are. And that's where you can find me. I love it. I'll leave those in the show notes for you guys, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to the Love Lead XL podcast. For more inspiration, hit subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts and follow me, Kristen, on Instagram at meetkristen. Until next time, I empower you to continue to love what you do, lead by example, and excel at it all.